This is Unspoken Secret, episode 12. I wanted to say that. My name is Bradley Talbot, and this is Unspoken Secret. I'm joined by my good friend Brad Talbot, who will be helping me discuss something we are both very familiar with. Perfection. Perfection. How are you, Brad? Good. Thank you for having me, even though you kind of forced me to do this. I appreciate the willingness to let me into your life. I've been trying to for a while, and you kind of just ignore me. By popular demand, the two of us are going to talk about one of the most recent policy changes that has been made by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Are you going to talk about the honor? And as much as I love stirring the pot. No, I'm not going into that. I hope that you will recognize that the reason we, Brad and I, are going to be talking about this is because I've learned there are two main opinions in the world. My opinion, which is usually pretty similar to Brad's opinion, and then the wrong opinion. And lately, I've been hearing a lot of the wrong opinion. Well, of course you say your opinion is correct. If you didn't think it was correct, you would change your opinion. Oh, sorry, I wasn't talking to you. You're a narcissist. Yeah, well, you're gay. We're both gay. Okay, I don't really appreciate your attitude right now. No, you're stupid. Okay, if you don't stop talking, I'm going to kill you. Suicide is not something to joke about. Okay, we're not talking about that right now. So I had actually originally planned for a different podcast episode to come out this week, but then canceled it and decided I just didn't want to do one at all because clinical depression. But after some contemplation and encouragement from my adoring fans, I just couldn't say no to the children. So here we are. And last minute, Brad decided that he was going to do this episode with me. Um, And I think he has some good insight that I would like to bring up. So let's get right to it. If you haven't heard the policy change or you aren't a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, here it is. Um, Brad, if you would just... Oh, you want me to read it? Yeah. Okay, where is... Here, just start at the... At the direction, at the direction of... of the First Presidency, President Oaks shared that effective immediately, children of parents who identify themselves as lesbian, gay, bisexual, or transgender may be baptized without First Presidency approval if the custodial parents give permission for the baptism and understand both the doctrine that a baptized child will be taught and the covenants he or she will be expected to make. A non-member parent or parents, including LGBT parents, can request that their baby be blessed by a worthy Melchizedek priesthood holder. These parents need to understand that congregation members will contact them periodically and that when the child who has been blessed reaches eight years of age, a church member will contact them and propose that the child be baptized. Previously, our handbook characterized same-gender marriage by a member as apostasy. While we still consider such marriage to be a serious transgression, it will not be treated as apostasy for purposes of church discipline. Instead, the immoral conduct in heterosexual or homosexual relationships will be treated in the same way. The very positive policies announced this morning should help affected families. In addition, our members' efforts to show more understanding, compassion, and love should increase respect and understanding among all people of goodwill. We want to reduce the hate and contention so common today. We are optimistic that a majority of people, whatever their beliefs and orientations, long for better understanding and less contentious communications. That is surely our desire, and we seek the help of our members and others to attain it. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. So, I've gotten a lot of response from 
this coming out and a lot of people asking me what my thoughts are, how I reacted, how I feel. And I want to clarify that first off, I are you done have talking? no authority. I am not the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I have my own opinions. And even though they're right, they are my opinions. And they may coincide with some of what other church leaders and members have said or will say. Um, but they are still my opinions. And I have rights to them. Um, and if you are offended by them or don't or disagree with them, that's great. I encourage that because I have a lot to learn. Uh, I don't understand a lot of things, and I struggle to understand a lot of things. I think one of the main issues that has come about from this policy change, because I know a lot of people are really excited and happy and relieved um, that this change has been made, um, but in November of 2015, there was quite the opposite stance and policy that was set forth um, by the church, and a lot of people were very offended by it, and it hurt a lot of people. Um, and that is very understandable. Um, it's difficult, as I've mentioned before, to be a part of a church that um, seems to go against who you are um, and some of the deep emotional things that you feel. Um, and when it's so close to home and it's connected to your spirituality, um, it can be really difficult. I've had people ask me if I think that the original policy change that occurred in November of 2015 was a mistake and that they're now just correcting it and um, whatever that may be. No, I don't think that. I don't, I know, I know I've mentioned that apostles and leaders of the church have made mistakes and we don't know what those are and I don't claim to identify what any of those are, but I recognize that they're imperfect people. Um, I don't think it's, hmm, I don't know how to say this. I don't see it as simply a mistake and the church leadership is feeling this social pressure and that's why they're finally changing because the world is changing. And no, I don't agree with that. I think that um, no matter what um, society may believe or practice, um, that is insignificant to what the church may be. Sometimes, rarely, <laughs> they correlate and they match, um, but often they don't. And I don't think that this new statement um, by President Oaks, um, who gave the address, um, I don't think that it is suddenly a correction and that they felt pressured and all that. What I do believe, though, is we as a people of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we are living in the restoration of the fullness of times. And it is an ongoing event. It started with Joseph Smith, but it has not ended and there is a lot to be restored. I think as members, we can recognize that because our current prophet, President Nelson, is making a lot of changes. And it feels like our church is drastically different than it was. And in some ways that might be true, but in other ways, no, our church is just becoming greater. It is going through 
this transformation of bringing to pass this um, restoration of the gospel. Um, I've heard the argument that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so if that is true, why does the church change? I love this. <laughs> I love when people like bring this to me because that is true. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But I am not God. We as a people are not God, whether you are a member of the church, the restored church of Christ or not. Um, we are not God. In order to become God, like God, we have to go through a lot of stuff and a lot of things are going to change. And I think God is totally aware of what is happening and he wants to bring a, to pass these changes in our lives. But we as a people need to be ready for that. And I think now is just a time that we are ready for a change like this. Um, and But that's kind of talking about policy changes in general. Um, this specific issue I know has been really difficult for a lot of people because it was very harmful. And now that they've brought to pass this correction or reversal of that policy that was mandated in November of 2015, um, it's was a little offensive to some people because there wasn't really an apology and there wasn't an explanation as to why they suddenly changed. Um, and I don't know why that is. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I distinctly remember when the November 2015 um, policy came out um, and being a little confused and uncertain about what it meant and what the policy was before because I was younger, um, wasn't really paying attention to policies that were being made or that had um, been a part of the church. Um, so I did some research on it and I learned or I discovered a lot of stories of people sharing um, their experiences with it and how they felt, for example, being baptized um, was an issue of patience and timing for them. Um, and there are many examples of um, God testing us and telling us to wait for things and that sometimes it isn't the way that we want and it can seem wrong and it can seem unfair. Um, I know a lot of people felt that when this original policy came out in 2015 because they felt um, wrongly that they had been wronged. They felt that they had been wronged and it was difficult to grasp for them and for me too. Um, but I took it as a test of my faith, of my patience, that things happen and we don't understand and we don't need to understand. And it can be really frustrating and really painful to have to live in a society and even a church that you so dearly love um, do things that go against what you want them to be. Um, but you have to trust in God. One of my favorite analogies um, that I have recently discovered is the concept of perfection, which is why I brought Brad along with me, so maybe he can help me with this. Um, if you have a perfect circle, it's perfect. There's nothing 
that you need to do to make it better. It is perfectly round, perfectly symmetrical. Everything about it is simply perfect. And yet, a perfect circle is less, it's less than and it's different than a perfect sphere. A sphere or a ball adds this whole new dimension to what the circle was. And they're similar and they're both perfect, but one is better than the other, like me. And the concept of perfection is really hard to wrap your mind around um, because we don't experience anything in this life that is perfect. And so it's seen as something unattainable, which in some ways it is, <laughs> at least in this life. But it's also seen as the great of the great. And yet there are things that are better than perfect. A perfect sphere is better than a perfect circle. Um, and I don't know how that translates exactly to this kind of a policy and to policies in general. But I think it stands to say that some policies are perfect, but other policies, which are different, and maybe even retract the old policies, are better. And neither one is a mistake. A perfect circle is not a mistake. A perfect sphere is not a mistake. A perfect square is not a mistake. But the timing and the situation, the circumstance of those perfect things changes it. And that's not to claim that I personally believe that either of these policies was perfect. Um, that goes a little bit outside of the point of my analogy because I think we are still trying to reach perfection in all that we do, and it's going to take a long time. But for those of you who are feeling confused and offended and discouraged by this four years of time that went by with no real explanation and feeling attacked and hurt by that, um, the only thing that I have to say is you are justified in feeling that way. I'm the one who told you that analogy. You realize that, right? And it's difficult because it might have been perfect. It might have been, quote unquote, perfect, the correct policy at that time. But now it's not. And I don't know why it lasted for four years. I don't know why it even became a policy. Why so many people have wrestled with this concept and this issue but what I do know is God is perfect, and he is the most perfect. He is the perfect of the perfect. He creates the perfect. But we are not. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm kind of up there, but Brad, you're okay. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. So I guess my point is I don't know why things happen. I don't know why things don't happen. And I try hard not to focus on those things. And it sounds 
ignorant of me. It sounds offensive um, of me to like require someone else to just not think about it because it's very pertinent to them. Um, I mean, there's issues of polygamy and blacks in the priesthood and other things that have occurred in the church that people have questions about. And people are concerned about the future and how marriage is going to work out um, for individuals who have been married multiple times or never got the chance to marry or ceilings were um, canceled. But that's focusing on a perfect circle when we're trying to see the perfect sphere. You're only seeing one side, one dimension of what God sees and what God wants you to see. Seeing a cross-section of it. There's so much more to it. And it's something you can't tell someone to do. You have to experience that. But I'm trying to understand myself along with Brad. And I would love to make this podcast more interactive and to really connect with my listeners and to hear your understandings, your experiences. Um, Lately, I've felt my podcast and my social media um, pages and social media accounts have been really depressing. They've been very heavy. They've been difficult to listen to. And it's hard finding the balance between creating an uplifting environment while still acknowledging that deep human connection that we need, which often comes from pain, from sadness. Um, So I want to ask my listeners to help me with something. I want to be more uplifting. I want to be more positive and to grow this into something that people can feel enlightened by. Um, I think I have done a good job at helping people feel related to, feel that they're not alone and that other people are experiencing these things. But now that we've developed that connection with other people, that I'm not alone, other people have these same experiences as me, how do we move forward? How do we grow from these painful, painful things? How do we become better from it? And I don't really know exactly how to do that yet. I'm still trying to figure this out. Um, But I do think that you can help me with that. And I hope that you do. Um, One thing that I am changing to my social media posts is um, I have my anonymous secret of the day. I'm trying to put a positive spin on that as well to focus on how people cope with those secrets that they are living with. Because I've had a lot of people tell me things that have been very disheartening and discouraging. And I want to share those because that's what they've asked me to share. But at the same time, they're so depressing. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer, actually. Is it really helping anyone 
to share those things in such a negative way. So I'm trying to ask people to send me their secrets, what they're dealing with, but in addition, how they deal with it, how they continue to move forward, what keeps them going. Um, For my unwritten problem, social media, I have five posts every week, Monday through Friday, where I discuss the five aspects of a problem, um, creating, identifying, understanding, complicating, and solving. And then Friday, I'll release an episode about that problem. Um, And so I'd really like help with that as well. If you have problems, if you have insights um, on the five aspects of a problem, please tell me. Talk to me about those things. Um, This podcast has become worldwide. Um, I've had listeners in Mexico, El Salvador, Canada, Indonesia, um, Australia. A lot of people in Australia, actually, and I don't know anyone in Australia. I don't know anyone in a lot of these countries. Um, But particularly Australia, I'm very interested as to why so many people listen in Australia. Um, I've had people listen from Chile, from Romania, from Israel, and then there's several people who listen from the country of unknown. Um, Shout out to you. So what's my point? I don't know. I was kind of confused this whole time. I wasn't really listening. Okay. I don't really appreciate everything that you're saying right now. Mm. My point is the changes that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints have made has been significant, but also insignificant. It really isn't a big deal. It's just another thing that is happening. And yes, it could be changing people's lives and people's perspectives, but it shouldn't be shocking or surprising. Um, Things will work out. I don't know how they will. I don't think about that. All I think about is sleep. But a secret is a story untold, and I just told it. And I just told it. Okay, yeah, well, this is my podcast, so... Okay, you literally said nothing this entire time. Nothing important, that is. So, do you want to make out? If you feel I've missed a big aspect of this discussion, please let me know. I try to be as open-minded and sensitive to as many people as I could be. You're a narcissist.